G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt, the Randwick Review Show. It was a Group 1 meeting to resume the unofficial start of spring. And uh, overall, there's some interesting data. I'd say it probably leans on the uh, less than impressive side, but we'll get straight into that. Mark Sheen, I'll start with yourself. What did you think of this meeting overall, just on the review? Um, well, uh, we saw Moanga come from a fairly maligned bunch of three-year-olds last year to, to win a wait-for-age race, so... Uh, that certainly put some question marks uh, over our brigade of weight for age horses. You've got these stayers flashing down the outside as well from what seemingly looked to be an impossible position. So maybe Zaki is a world beater. That's a very good point. Uh, Rob, I'll throw to you. Uh, this must be pretty difficult for yourself. Obviously, you've got a lot of horses resuming and, and the first thing you'd want to be doing is sitting on course and analysing them. How did you find the day overall? Oh, it was a little bit frustrating. You know, I, I got um, some some close seconds. I thought my horses sort of ran well but didn't quite get the job done. Um, yeah, I might have to review that the four-year-olds are, are rubbish as two of them kind of won. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think Mwanga couldn't have had a better run. Anyway, we'll get to that race. But, yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, it was okay. Yep. And Mark Roden, did you have any thoughts immediately at the conclusion of the meeting? Yeah, I, I thought the same way about the uh, the Group 1 race. I thought it was messy and pretty ordinary. Uh, yeah, it's a frustrating day for me too. I wasn't in a particularly good mood after this, uh, sort of all around them. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, that kind of day. Yep. Okay. Look, we'll review the same races that we previewed on Friday in that they are races 6 through 10. We'll start with the Silver Shadow, the Group 2 for the three-year-old fillies. Swift Witness um, has managed to get over the top of Latino blend four moves ahead. They've got an even tempo here, 1.9 lengths fast to the 600. Uh, Rob, I'll start with yourself. Did you have any interest at all in the Silver Shadow? Yeah, I, I had my biggest play of the day was on the favourite here. It just got out to that price where I can get involved with shorties around that 260, 270 mark. Yep. Um, I'm, in, I'm, you know, I, watching the race, I was I was a bit dirty with J-Mac. I thought he should have gone forward and the horse didn't settle. And But, you know, you've just said that they've gone a little bit fast for the class. So um, maybe he was he was bang on. And um, But, yeah, look, I'm dirty to not be able to see how these horses have progressed. I, I saw it in the mounting yard that, that the coat looked, looked glowing. Um, I know this, this, this four moves ahead, like Sister Emeralds has got a similar kind of coat, which always sort of yeah. dazzles up. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, it, it was a dirty result. Um, she kind of looked like she was going to win up the rise and, you know, got cold late. Mark Shane, any thoughts initially out of the Silver Shadow here? Uh, look, I backed four moves ahead. I was quite disappointed with her. She did a few things wrong in the race, though. She, she really wanted to pull from the 900, despite the fact that they were going along at a bit of tempo. The winner... Well, it's hard to bag the winner. It's set three wide and a limb out to the lead. Maybe by that uh, race, I'm pretty sure the uh, inside was a little bit off um, after about race three, in my opinion. Um, but still, sitting three wide and a limb out to the lead's never really a great spot. And uh, she she fought them off. Um, look, she looked brilliant before she won uh, before the week before the Magic Millions, I should say. And she started favouring that, and she. And she went backwards after that. Maybe that gassed her. Um, she looks to have come back well. Look, I can't get a lead on these trials from Waterhouse. They look to be all flat to the boards. You don't know if they've got six lengths up their sleeve or they've got a fingernail up their sleeve. So, um, no, it tricked me. Um, but she was ready to go on the day. Uh, Mallory looked most unlucky, though. You don't know if, uh, if she'd got out. She might have got the job done. Yep. 
and obviously a speedy recovery as well to Brenton Abdullah, who has uh, fractured, I think, one of the, uh, the vertebrae in his neck, but it sounds like everything's stable enough from that point of view, but it's still not um, anything that you wish to occur on the track. Uh, Mark Roden, did you have any thoughts coming out of this race? Yeah, I, I was on Mallory at the, the price. Yeah, you can't say for certain she would have won, but she didn't really get a chance. She never got clear, and she just looked to have grabbed the bit and be trying to make a run, and she ran straight on the heels, and yep. then the jockey had to pop off after that. Um, they finished in a bunch. Yeah, credit to the winner. Did it tough, but the time's nothing breathtaking here, and they finished in a bunch. It was a bit of a messy race. I'm not sure how good these are. I don't know four moves ahead. Made that next step. Doesn't look like it on the evidence of this. Um, yeah, just the, yeah, not overly enthused about them as a group. And oh, oh, just on Mallory, who did look unlucky, I, I was on it because I thought this was the day. She Her best run last time was first up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then she did. She was probably outclassed after that. Um, so I can't completely bin her. But um, I just had the impression she might be a fresh horse. She'd trialled well coming to this. So that they might run the day. I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to get any money out of it. Okay. Well, speaking of... Uh data that's not overly enthusiastic here's race seven the show county quality they've gone 10.9 lengths slow to the 600 which is extremely slow and i look private eye has shown very good splits off that very slow tempo to knock off embracer you had ice bath and splintex there to finish third and fourth rob i'll start with yourself i i backed um ice bath yeah <laughs> this is a horse that i've backed many many times and i thought she was great uh i thought she you know she, she was three wide um she loomed in the straight and knocked up late she's a, she's a sort of a gross type um you know lizzie said she she was prayed as, as good as she has ever has first up so i, I took that and um splintex just got you, know, you guys were tipping it on the preview show at a good price and it just got too short for me so i had to let that go but yeah it's another good run i, I think ice bath's worth following you know if she gets a, a wet she's not just a wet tracker okay uh mark shane your thoughts coming out of the show county here yeah well i thought this uh, winner paraded a lot better than he had at his two previous um preparations he'd sweated up on both occasions and he didn't uh, turn a hair there on saturday not that we got to see much of the mounting yard on Saturday. Mm. It was a fair dinkum fast. I don't know how you blokes put up with it for people who don't go to the races. Just honestly, watching the races, there's there's a lot of numbers all over it. And, and then I think in the Group 1 race, they showed about six horses and, and then you saw their arse coming up the tunnel like fair dinkum. <laughs> anyway, back to race seven. Um, paraded great, uh, private eye. Compared to previous preparations... Uh, Splintech's probably got on the worst part of the track, as it turned out, but he did get a very soft lead in the early stages. Look, he, he went OK. He'll probably improve off the run, but I do think right on the fence by that stage of the day was no good. And um, Ice Bath, a good run. Prime Star just got in an awkward spot there. It was three and four wide, and I think his run was OK. But I think the winner's certainly the one to follow. OK. Mark Roden, anything to come out of this race for you? Um, private Eye, yeah, Outstanding sectionals, admittedly off a slow pace, but he's got a, he's got a terrific turn of foot. Yep. Um, I know Joe Pride's got very ambitious plans for him, but uh, his prep yeah. may be aiming too high. I don't know, but um, there'd be nothing from that performance uh, on Saturday to dissuade him from pressing on down that path towards the Everest and the Golden Eagle. Uh, terrific turn of foot. Uh, happily, uh, I got on him when he got the double figure odds. I've got probably the top odds, Intex and Chat, who both were rails in run and either disappointing or worse ground. Yeah, they, they certainly didn't finish off. So for me, personally, lucky to get on um, Private Eye, who had that um, 
yeah, from that great turn of foot. Uh, excellent run, Ice Path, who will be better on uh, soft ground, of course, too. Yeah. Okay. The Group 1 feature, the Wink Stakes, 1,400 metres, weight for age. Moanga, probably lobbed in the absolute perfect dream spot and knocked off Very Elegant, who was three wide, no cover, for probably the second half of the race. She's ideal. Loom down the outside with the horse at uh, Kiai Natik, the Japanese horse, having its first start. I wonder how I'm going with that. Cascadian think it over. They all sort of loomed at one stage uh, at one or another. And look, again, an even tempo here, 1.9 lengths fast to the 600. But the overall figure, none of these horses have broken the class benchmark on punting forms data. If you're relaying that back, it's for a Group 1 race, weight for age, 1,400 metres. Doesn't look particularly good data-wise from that point of view. Rob Scurry, did you have any thoughts coming out of this race? Uh, I stayed out uh, for the subscribers. Um, I nearly backed the champ, um, very elegant. Um, mm. I thought she her run was easily the best in this race. Um, found something on Moanga in the run. Is I could just see it was just that perfect spot behind um, uh, very elegant. Looked look to have it. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of these. I remember, um, if you remember, Mark, Roden, I said, think it over, couldn't win first up last time it ran because it was looked so fat. Um, didn't get to see him. Don't know how, you know, how he's looking. As Mark Sheen says, like looking at horses, weight for age horses coming through a dark tunnel, um, you can't really make much, uh, you can't make anything of it. So, yeah, look, I, I think I think that, that they'll struggle to beat very elegant next start, all of these, wet or dry. Mark Sheen, what are you making of this race? Well, to head scratch it, I, mean, I, I thought he was a, probably a bit aggressive on very elegant to start with, um, maybe just to get it to jump. But, um, yeah, I didn't think I'd see it punching up into third or fourth spot there. Three wide, very, um, you know, normally they give these, you know, a bit of a soft run out the back, and if things unfold in, in their favour, uh, well, that's great. But, um, yeah, I didn't expect her to be in that position. Mawanga, I think Tommy Berry, as Rob said, uh, the ride won the race. He just got on very elegant back, three wide. With cover was certainly the place to be by that stage of the day. And uh, she's ideal. Well, I fell into her in the Sydney Cup last year in the in the worst going, and that was a terrific run. But obviously, uh, Ray Charles saw that on Saturday. It was a massive run coming from the back, and she's on target for the Metrop and, you know, might even be... Uh, onto the, the Melbourne Cup, a race like that. Um, Cascadian, well, I did see it in the yard. It was one of the three I did see, and uh, it looked no good to me. Okay, interesting. Uh, Mark Roden, are you following anything out of this race? That's interesting about Cascadian. I thought he ran quite well. Maybe he just... Yeah, I just thought he looked mess. It just thought he looked no good in the coat and sort of not... Uh, look, he's not, not a great horse to look at, is he, Rob? He's something no, about him. But he just looked uh, woolly in the coat to me in a fair way off uh, peak condition. That stable can be like that. Yeah, they can. I mean, they yeah. can, and they can still run well, even yeah. when they look like that. What, what was? What's the other thing of theirs that flashes home down the outside? It, it always starts on this. Yeah, yeah, Creadiris. Yeah, he was like, I saw that at Kenzo. I thought, oh, it can't win. And was, why is this a dollar ninety? Well, it was because it was, but, uh, but, uh, it was a group horse against... you got to probably be a bit more screwed down than... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At Kenzo Wednesday. Uh, well, I, th- I thought Cascadian went okay. Probably just peaked on the run in the last 20 or 30 metres, but yeah. um, it seemed to be working. It got a really uh, heavy bump from the side at about the 200, which seemed to cost a little bit of momentum. I'm not arguing it should have won, but uh, he still went okay. No longer perfect run. I got him completely wrong. I wouldn't have taken 50s no longer before the yeah. race. Um, and 
yeah, I mean, he, he belongs at this level. You know, there's, a, there's always chatter on social media about, you know, the pattern and group races and stuff. It, it doesn't matter. They're just fields of horses and you just try and find a winner. I'm sort of sick of arguing about what constitutes group one and group two. And <laughs> it's, it doesn't, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to us. But Mark, do you all, think, sorry, do you think okay. him getting back on dry ground uh, was, a, I know he won the guineas on a wet track, but like he took on the older horses in the Queen Elizabeth and... Um, also, the Doncaster on wet tracks, and you know, he was found wanting. Yeah, I mean, everyone had a big opinion of him in the spring, and, and he did win the guineas. And um, yeah, I, I think we've all maybe just been a bit too harsh on this group of three year olds, maybe because the older horses aren't anything special either. I think that's the I don't think any of them are particularly, uh, you know, outstanding. Very elegant on wet track. I think he's, you know, has the capability of being outstanding. The rest of them are all sort of, you know, it depends on the day, you know, and Ryan did yeah. the right run on Saturday. I think um, she's ideal. Two miler flashing into the third. There we go. I mean, I think that says something about the quality of the race too. Great run from her, but I think that says something about the quality of the race and the, and the fourth horse. I mean, if you can complete the course in a big race in Japan, you're probably competitive over here. You know, they're, they're much better than ours. And, yeah. Uh, he's he's um, the other Japanese horse's brother, isn't he? Um, the Fierce Impact. Fierce Impact, yeah. So this horse could be competitive in these sort of races going forward too. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not a great race. And I suspect, you know, it's going to depend, uh, you know, these weight for age races on the conditions on the day. Like if very elegant cops are wet track, it's probably odds on next time. Yep. Okay. Let's have a look at the toy show. Race nine over 1,100 metres, which is a group three for the fillies and mares. Uh, slow tempo here, three and a half lengths below the class benchmark to the 600. And Fatus's run over top of great news uh, for Jean Van Overmeer and John Thompson. Uh, Rob Scurry, I'll start with yourself. Phillies and mares, usually your ballpark. Uh, did you find anything here? I was a bit dirty on this. I, I thought I, I backed uh, Written Beauty and Great News. And um, I thought, you know. Uh, no intent out of the gate. Didn't even try and anything. And yeah, I, I'm not sure about the ride on Great News. I'm sorry on um, Written Beauty. Um, look, uh, the Fatus on back on a dry track seem to you know get 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 the right run and in the right part of the track and and just blouse just blouse me. So yeah, I'm dirty on the race. Um, don't know what to say. I, you know, I can't I can't really comment on on how they look first up and stuff. I mean, look, uh, Written Beauty has reeled off some very impressive late sectional splits, but coming from basically last in a race where it's gone 11 and a half lengths slow to the 600. So I'm not sure you really find out much there, but... Uh, what was he doing out of the gate? Well, she, she has done that before though, hasn't she? Not, not as bad, but she can be a bit tardy. Uh, but you just showed no... no, no uh, anyway, it just, just looked like, like, like they, they were barely there. Oh. Yep. I wonder if he was worried about the inside and, you know, wanted a half miss to start to get off the fence as soon as he could, possibly. He certainly, he certainly wasn't keen to take part early. You're right there. Yeah. Uh, Mark Sheen, any thoughts out of the uh, toy show? Um, well, yeah, I think it was just a matter of the winner getting back on dry ground. Uh, which she was four wide, but she found cover on the back of Great News, who had to face the breeze. Great News looked great in the yard uh, from what I saw and ended up having something on... First and second the only race I won on all friggin' day. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I thought Forbidden Love was a good run here and an unsuitable trip. Um, thought 1,100 metres well short of her best and probably likes her toe in a bit, so she'd be trying to get into that invitation race, I suppose. So 
Uh, I thought she hit the line quite well over the concluding stages, but, you know, I think great news was certainly the run of the race considering where she was trapped. And uh, But she can train off. She was a bit flat second up last time in after a brilliant win first up, so be interested to see how she does go second up. Uh, away from that, it was just sort of standard sort of stuff, I think. Yep. Yeah, and uh, obviously there was some market support there for Forbidden Love there, Mark Roden. Yeah, that was. That surprised me. I agree that she's a 1,400-meter horse, mm. but at least, I think, um, at, the, at her best. Um, yeah, not a hell of a lot more to add. Great run, well, good run, written beauty from that. Had become an ordinary barrier by this time of the day. Um, yeah, for two dry and terrific run, great news. Not, yeah, not much more to add, to be honest. Okay. That brings us to the last, which was a benchmark 88 over 1,400 metres. A tissue uh, lobs in what was a really good spot on a fast tempo. They've gone 4.3 lengths fast here for the class to the 600, and it's uh, managed to just put a space in them late over uh, Matawa Tapi and Cisco Bay. I'll slowly, slowly learn how to pronounce that one day. Rob, did you have any thoughts out of this last race? Um, love taps in the bin. Um <laughs> <laughs> I had something on him, and I had something on um, Mamo Otake, uh, which I thought was, um, I don't know, just, just barely there. I, the, the winner was, he was never going to beat it, but he just he just was pretty, didn't really seem that keen to get out of the gap and, and, and really find the line. But, you know, maybe, maybe he's, you know, saving the horse for next start, or I, I, yeah. I don't know. It just, just looked a bit, just looked a bit of a soft ride, let's say, from Josh Parr on Mamo Otake. But, I, not much here. I don't, I don't think the winner is probably the horse to follow. Yeah. Uh, we did also mention on the previous show, Mark Sheen, that Big Boy Roy could be a little bit uh, disingenuous at times. Is that what you thought here? Yeah, look, he, he probably uh, was in the worst going the early part of the straight. He did shift out near the yeah. 200 metres, but, uh, you know, he, he does have a bit of a pea heart. Um, I, I did, did fall into him, unfortunately, and uh, my worst fears were realised. Um <laughs> Because the winner did well. Um, I've got to say, it looked to me off the bit and struggling a little bit coming to the turn, but um, showed a great turn of foot there when he put the foot down over the concluding stages. Look, these are just sort of standard winter-type horses, really. Um, Cisco Bay's come up the fence there in the worst going, so I'm not sure how far she'll go. She did have, did have good form in New Zealand where it got a long way back uh, and mainly on affected ground as well, so a bit of upsize if it gets a, a bit of uh, wet track uh, coming forward a tissue, but no, I don't know. I couldn't back anything behind the winner, Cisco Bay, as I said, up the worst part of the track. Yep. Mark Roden, anything to add? Um, not a great deal. I, yeah, this was something out of the fire for me. Back first and second. Ended up backing that too late. And, and uh, it was on Mano Attack B early. I thought Mano Attack B was sort of getting driven mad by Love Tap, the boss outside him. And <coughs> I don't think it would have won, but it. I don't think it had every chance either. It couldn't really build any revs at any point of the race. But yep. this winner's won five in a row now. Uh, four in New Zealand now, one here. And we'll be better over further. So it, it's the one you could follow um, with some confidence. Uh, but as to the rest, yeah, they'll just keep turning up in benchmark races. Okay. Well, look, that brings us to the end. I'll get a couple of horses from each of you to follow going forward. Uh, Rob, I'll start with yourself out of the yard. Was there anything that you could put your eye on that you thought might be improving next start? Um, I'd say ice bath. I'm yeah. a sucker. <laughs> I'll be on ice bath, especially if it gets a, a soft track. A race like the Epsom's not beyond it. I, I'm gonna say. Okay, but that's I, it. 
I also uh, learnt during the week that Ice Bath is the full sibling to that smart uh, Hong Kong horse in Curia Wonder. So, decent little uh, producer, that mare, fabulous. Uh, Mark Sheen, horses to follow for yourself. Uh, yeah, I thought Forbidden Love was good. Um, I, I thought um, she would certainly train on. Um, look, Cuban Royal um, out of the fifth race, I did have something on it at 25s. I've got to say it was given none. And it absolutely flew home there at the death, got too far back. Uh, she's ideal on eye-catching run, obviously, going into staying races, but uh, everyone saw that. So they're about the main ones for me. Yep. And Mark Roden, for yourself. Uh, I would say privatised by Wonder Fire from yep. moving. Uh, 11 10 last film. Um, yep. Group horse for sure. Okay. Now, the week ahead, uh, we've got a very wet meeting coming up at Kenzo by the initial forecast. Uh, Gosford on Friday. Saturday, you've got the provincial card at Goulburn and the three group threes, the San Domenico, the Ming Dynasty and the Premier's Cup there at Kembla Grange and then Wyong Sunday. So, uh, Mark Sheen, a little bit of everything for the week ahead. Yeah, no, I didn't uh, look at that forecast. I didn't realise uh, at the moment we haven't got a cloud in the sky, have we, Rob? So hard to believe that uh, forecast. But anyway, if that's what's coming, that's what's coming. So yes, indeed. Can't do much well, they're all blowing up about the track being too hard at Kembla last uh, time they raced there. So obviously, <laughs> oh, it was bloody bloody brilliant. It was. I loved. I loved betting at that Kembla meeting. But um, yeah. what do you think with with the lack of tracks that maybe they'll you know they might be quicker to call off a meeting? It's so they don't kind of chew it up and you know smash it up and use oh. a bit more foresight or no no uh, they'd be more interested in the turnover rob because they can they can charge more with the uh, the prize money so uh I, I think they'd be a last resort to be calling them I off mean, if they get 100 mils tomorrow or something then kenzo's in doubt but um yeah the, i don't think they'll be quicker than normal to how the tracks hold okay. up same priority as always that's... <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, Sydney tracks. Who cares? You know, just, just get the turnover. Best horses, worst tracks. <laughs> All right, look forward to the week ahead. Good luck, guys. Uh, Mark Sheen and Mark Rowe. I'll catch up with you on Friday to preview this meeting from Kembla Grange. But until then, go well. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Get the platinum pack and bet with us every single day.